Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. So all those like ubiquitous signs, they're all over Ontario. I mean, the ones that I do are specifically in Toronto, but like I think I'm, I'm sure all over North America there are these signs in different cities, and I know in the UK they have them too. I think it was like a big push in the 70s. I, the Toronto ones definitely came in in the 70s, where there's this big push for like community involvement and and like surveillance almost but it, it was block parents there yeah for a while block too. parents right but they they discontinued that because of pedos or something like that yeah yeah that was I, a kind I, of a creepy thing it was a very creepy thing and and they went away it's kind of like it, you see those signs like their signs are still around but no one really knows what that is like at least for my whole life like it's yeah. never been like a real thing like those signs are everywhere but you always like is this even real like what is this like yeah. no one you know it's this weird sort of like ambiguous sort of thing no one really knows it's a covert. Yeah, but then it's funny. It turns out. Um, oh right, sorry, I got sidetracked. So anyways, I glue pictures of cereal. <laughs> you can go I, back. <laughs> I glue you pictures. Can stay with it. You can, <laughs> no, it I, like I'll ramble. Somewhere. I'll rant. I glue pictures of superheroes, and do-gooders, and like uh, what's the other one? Crime fighters. Pop onto, culture icons. Yeah, pop culture icons uh, onto these signs because the signs have two pigments, like black and red pigment, for whatever reason. Uh, the red pigment tends to fade over time, and so a lot of these, like the, the red pigment, is these three uh, sort of anthropomorphic houses. These houses with eyes in them, um, they fade away to nothing, so they're not there. So it leaves this perfect little square, and it's like asking for you to put something in it. So I go around the city, and people send me the locations of them, ones that have faded to blank, and I put a picture of like Batman or Wolverine or Robocop. Well, yeah, yeah. I know there's. There's probably like 100 and 110, 115 of them, but a lot of them, well, I think about like at least a dozen when they're gone. Like, I don't know if the city's taking them down or if people are taking them. I saw one photo on Instagram that someone alerted me to, which makes me so happy that someone's got one in their living room. Oh, the, yeah. The, 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 si- yeah, the sign t- itself. Yeah, they, they, I guess they got up on a ladder and took it down. Mm-hmm. But it's the Tanuki Suit Mario one is in someone's oh. living room. So. That's a classic. It is a classic. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I guess, is this project ongoing or is it to have a beginning? Because ha- you just talked about the beginning now. Does it have an end? or? Uh, no, I, I didn't think I would keep doing it, but I guess due to popular demand, I'll yeah. keep doing it. Uh, yeah. That popular demand gets <laughs> yeah, you every true. time. No, <laughs> it really does. Last summer, I, I, I didn't do that many. I probably did only 15 or, or yeah, like 10 or 15 last summer. But this summer, I'm going to go balls out and do do a lot more. Okay. Because, uh, like we said, it's a lot of it, like Spider-Man, Flash, Wonder Twins, a lot of, like, 80s, 90s icons. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the criteria. It's all stuff from my childhood. Um, and some of it somewhat overlapping into, like, I guess you would say, like, late generation X mm-hmm. into, like, I guess I'm an earlier early millennial, but, but into, you know, later millennials and stuff like that. It's really, like, I don't know, it's this criteria thing. If it's modern, I won't do it, but if it's... It's got to be distinctly this memory thing of safety and being secure. Like it's, I don't know why that that's part of it, but it definitely is. And seeing the signs like as a kid and being like, like, what is that's not a, yeah. it's not a real thing. It it plays into this like, I don't know if it's like a false sense of security or or, or whatever it is, but it's got to be this childhood memory thing. It kind of actually fits too because you talk about the sign itself being like faded away, so it's been there for like yeah. a couple of good decades or yeah, longer, some of them right? some of them have, and they, there's different ones. Uh, the graphic design is different too. Sorry to interrupt you. 
but no, you can oh. tell there's there's variations of it too where the, the font changes a little bit mm -hmm. they're they're rare but you do see them what you're doing is what nostalgia does best which is you refocus away from the present back to like yeah you walk by and you don't notice those signs at all yeah they really do fade into the background um you you really don't notice them i mean why would you yeah but um oddly well, i don't know if it's oddly or i don't know if it's not a coincidence at all i got a tweet from the woman who um uh headed the organization that um that uh, managed i guess you would say the, the neighborhood watch program and they got their funding cut i think two years ago so um it was what it was called crime prevention ontario and they they were the it's like a i don't know if it's like a I think it got funding from the city, and I think under last year Rob Ford, they cut their funding, um, Crime Prevention Ontario. Wow. I'm pretty sure that's that was the organization's name, anyways. And I got a tweet about it. <laughs> so we're, we're left really with weird, RoboCop and Spider-Man, and like that's our safety now. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, Growing up, then, based on all these icons and images, I guess you consumed a lot of this TV and comic books, and is that where you know what? There, there's definitely some of them that I consumed a lot of, but I, I think people think that I'm sort of like the comic book guy or, or something, like a nerd. Yeah, like a like a, I'm the nerdiest guy you've ever seen. But I, like a lot of that stuff is actually completely meaningless to me. Like uh, quite a few, like Wonder Twins, for example. I I really have no idea what the like. like I know it. Because of references, it's, it's weird. Activate. Wonder to activate in the yeah. power of you put the rings together and you turn into something. <laughs> yeah. Or one of them turns into something and the other one. Uh, oh, now you're making me work. Does something yeah, else. Yeah. Quiz time. Quiz time. I was yeah. hoping you would do that. Give yeah. me a, give me a quiz on all this stuff. And they have some weird monkey dog that follows them around or something. Oh yeah, what was his name? He was also purple Snarf? too. No, no, Snarf was the uh, he -Man. Thundercats. Oh, th or right. He-Man. No, no, Thundercats. No. Snarf was. Uh, Snarf was yes. Thundercats. Yeah. Yes, Snarf. Snarf and what was He-Man's? He had, he had orc, um, Orco. Yeah, he, that was a little floating wizard yeah. kind you know of what? creature. Yes, for some reason I I thought that like I was that guy. Mm -hmm. I watched He-Man a lot when I was a kid. I had a sleeping bag. Yeah. I had a He-Man sleeping bag, for a long time too. That was cool. I wish I still had that. I still have Star Wars sheets. I think that's cool for a single bed. Yeah. Those are cool. Um, you get good sleeps on the Star Wars. I, I don't I don't use them because they're for a single bed. Yeah. I, I've I moved up to a queen size, oh, so I you. can't. Yeah, I know. Right? I'm, I'm <laughs> living the life of an artist. Though, yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm successful. Yeah. Um, so what other than action figures or things did you consume then that that do have meaning for you? Oh man, I I think like the I, I didn't do Star Wars. Of course, I think like everyone, well, a lot of people really were big on Star Wars. I was big into Star Trek. Like we watched so much Next Generation. It's crazy. And that was an interesting thing too cuz my whole family would watch that together. Like my sister and my parents, we'd all watch The Next Generation for yeah. some that was like a thing. I distinctly remember like eating spaghetti and watching that like <laughs> that in front of the like TV. A good day, though. It is. It's great. That's like a that's like a really what do you call it nuclear family kind of kind yeah. of thing to do. Um, did but you guys ever wander into the original Captain Kirk and stuff? I, I did watch that. It's weird, like it's always associated to a like the memory to a place. I watched that at my grandma's house in Rexdale for some reason. I would I remember I would have to go to her house and mow her lawn like once a week when I was like an early teenager, like not teenage enough to be like what the f i'm not doing this anymore yeah, yeah. mom like, like yeah, yeah. but uh like like i guess like 11 to 13 or something i was always going to her house to mow the lawn and i would i would watch star trek and whose line is it anyways when oh, wow. like when Cl 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 clive barker clive clive barker no, the no. host not before drew carey was hosting yeah, it, like yeah. the old one or but uh yeah that and uh yeah, star trek with kirk and spock and all that yeah nice 
Do you have any other nerd leanings? Uh, the, other big, than... the other huge one in there is Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. Okay, that you've was done that one as well. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was one of the like the, one of the first twenty or first thirty. Yeah, people love that one. But I use. I mean, oddly enough, though, I used the. Um, Christy Swan, Christy Swanson, I yeah. think it's her name. Yeah, I used that one. Like I've seen that movie when I was a kid and everything, but the TV show meant way more to me. But a lot, it's just like it's a more iconic photo, or and I just I like that a lot more. Or whatever, I scoured for something with Sarah Michelle Gellar and and maybe the whole like what do you call it, Scooby Gang or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't find anything good. Like that that Christy Swanson photo is so good. But I I, pho- <laughs> I photoshopped out Luke Perry in the back. <laughs> if you see like yeah. in the, it's that's weird. There's this weird thing about it. I don't like Luke Perry in the back. The way I think there's this weird like sexual overture to it. Um, the way like Luke Perry's got her his hand on Chrissy Swanson's waist. You're talking and, about the movie poster, right? Yeah, the movie poster and the movie yeah. cover. And there's something about it that that seems like an afterthought. Or that it looks like he's he's on there to be like, don't worry, there's a guy in this movie or something like that. <laughs> it's it's I don't know, it's it's weird. Look at it and tell me if I'm crazy. But I haven't seen I think that movie in like 20 yeah, years. Yeah, who else is in that? Um, I think Paul Rubin, Pee Wee is in that. Paul Rubens. Oh wow! I think he's in that. He's one of the uh, one of the bad vampires. That would actually be a pretty good vampire. He would be. Yeah, Paul Rubens. That was a big thing too. Pee Wee. We watch Pee Wee a lot. It's coming back. Is it? Yeah. With him? Mm-hmm. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, he's working on a movie or maybe a TV show for Netflix. There's a couple uh, of things kind of They're bringing kick- everything back. Yeah. Oh, man. So it's that nostalgia again, right? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, It's that's like a double-edged sword. I don't know. I, I, I love that, but at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of like, are we out of ideas? Like, is this... Are we done? Yeah, I guess so. Well... From the movie perspective or Netflix perspective, they're they're a profit business, yeah. right? So yeah. it's not even a matter of new ideas. It's just they know that. Oh, they know it works. It's a right? formula that works. It's like I don't I don't know if I should be afraid of this or not. Like the Star Wars movie, I did like it. I will give it four out of five bags of popcorn. <laughs> I, I really did like it. Yeah. It's great. Um, the plot was kind of stupid. Um, we're like bo- spoiler alert. Turn off the thing now yeah. uh like they blow up another death star oh give me a yeah. break like come on but whatever i don't care all the it's familial stuff it's good it's like mcdonald's yeah yes absolutely mm-hmm. they they don't want you to yeah 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 you know what's good but all those what i mean is all those new spin-offs like the rogue one there's origin stories han solo like i don't know i don't want i hope it doesn't get too totally cheesy. dragged through yeah. the you know because there's also mud. a certain point too where like you don't want to necessarily always go back like we don't really need the Han Solo storyline you know not what I mean? really it might be better you know that we don't know yeah you know just this cranky old dude and just like smuggler yeah I'm perfectly perfectly happy him sh- like showing up and say, what what does he say when he comes in it's, it's like, like hello I'm Han Solo Captain yeah. of the Millennium Falcon he kind of sits down like uneasily yeah. and see I don't know so funny. You don't need like 20 minutes on the origin of the vest, right? So no, absolutely not. <laughs> so what is the actual process then? How do you get the, the once you've selected your your nerd icon or your do-gooder, <laughs> yeah. how do you get it stuck up on the uh, the sign? Oh, What's man, the- it's so it's so low-tech. It's ridiculous. I, I tried making this. Um, okay, so I climb up on a ladder, which I pull behind my bike. It's mm-hmm. this rickety thing, and that's part of that, too. I think it looks like really kind of like clown car-ish. Like, like I'm pulling this bike 
or this, I'm pulling this ladder on my bike. It's rickety and it's really loud. Yeah. And it kind of turned heads, which I guess is like not what you want to do, but yeah. it's kind of become part of it, part of That's the routine. It's almost the opposite of graffiti in a way. Yeah, yeah, it, totally. Um, but I don't know. So I do it on Sunday mornings, which again, I maybe is the opposite thing, but I like no one's up in the morning. It's this weird at that that. Uh, yeah, what Sunday's a brunch day. Yeah, that matutinal time of day or, or twi- twilight and, and um, what's the opposite of twilight? <laughs> dawn and dusk, <laughs> twilight. Dawn, dawn, dusk, Whatever. yeah. Um, Pre-dawn? Yeah. Uh, the no one's around then. It's, it's, the streets are totally empty or whatever when the crack of dawn. So that's when I do it. I climb up on a ladder and, and glue, uh, glue a picture to the sign. That's it. That's how the magic happens. That's how the magic happens. Yeah. Did you expect it to be like more high tech or something? No, I was just curious how what the what the format is. You yeah. Know? So. Well, yeah. No. Um. Shepherd Fairy started the same way, just like literally gluing stickers. Oh yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Right. Just getting. Yeah, I got bays. stickers coming this summer. I got a bunch of neighborhood wise stickers for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I first started doing it, I was like really, like, I still am super cheap about it, right? Like. Like, I, you know, I don't make any money. Actually, hold on. I got 250 bones Whoa. rolling in yeah. from uh, a publication in Montreal. They were like, hey, we want some high-res photos. Like, do you have any? We'll give you $250. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. yeah. No one else did that. They just took the photos and ran, which is totally fine. Like, I mean, you know, it's, it's yeah, yeah. public once it's on the Internet. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, public domain, I guess. That could probably be why you Star Trek bedsheets. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. queen-size yeah. Star Wars. Complete the set. I don't have Return of the Jedi. I have I have New Hope and Empire Strikes Back sheets, but I don't have Jedi. I've seen them. My friend Anthony had them, motherfucker. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I had no idea what I was doing when I first started. I used like my uh, my bubble jet printer, mm-hmm. and I glued the first one up, which which was a splash page. I think it was like a collage thing of a bunch of different superheroes, and it faded in like days. I yeah. had no idea what I was doing. And um, I also found that, like, actual wheat paste, like, just, like, like wheat or flour water and, and like, sugar, some people had, like, did not work that well on, on like, a brushed aluminum sign. So I used, like, a synthetic thing. But uh, what was your laser. What was your goal then when you started? Was it just for the sake of fun or you know, creativity? Or? I just thought it was really funny. Like, <laughs> I thought it was a funny thing to do. Like, at the time... I was trying to like I was actively walking around like trying to think of ideas of things to do like like to somehow alter the streetscape or whatever or or, or change something that was already there like um, like the first thing I ever did was when I lived in my old apartment I walked inside one day and uh, a sidewalk slab was missing from from like the street and underneath it was like a lot of cigarette butts and perfect like white yellow sand it was so uh so pristine like the sand besides all the cigarette butts that i i like instantly thought it looked like uh, a zen garden like a sand garden oh yeah yeah so i went i got a rake or like it was like a broom without bristles but it sort of looked like a rake like it had like claws on the end or whatever uh, so i leaned that up next to it and i picked up all the cigarette butts and I put a couple bricks in it and then raked some some patterns in the sand. And then it was like this instant like Zen Garden thing. And it looked so fucking good. And I sat across the street and watched for a while. And everyone walked by and was like, oh, look at that. Isn't that fun? And some people were actually using the rake and stuff. And that was great. So, like, after I kind of did that on a whim, I said, like, oh, like, maybe I should do this kind of thing. And, like, this wasn't, this was only, like, three years ago. Like, I had seen, like, what that fucking movie that everyone hates. 
uh, exit through the gift shop. Oh, I had seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had seen that like maybe a year prior to this or something like that. And I'm like, oh shit, like maybe I should do this kind of stuff or whatever. And then I would actively look or like look for things to to change like that. But it wasn't like painting on a wall. It was like had to be something that was already there that kind of looked sort of off or whatever. It's almost part of the city in a way. Yeah, completely. Um, I thought this was something that was fairly unique, but it turns out it's not fucking unique at all. Um, this was like before I had <laughs> before I had Instagram or yeah. like I really like use the internet to like yeah. you know explore the world. Um, anyways, especially there's this French guy named Oak Oak, and he's like the king of uh, you don't even know if it's a guy actually, it's a French person, uh, and he does the exact same thing. Uh, it's like sort of altering stuff that's already there and sort of like I mean, like I don't know like whimsical or like cutesy kind of stuff like, but that's kind of how it comes across. So whatever. And is it part of the uh, the appeal of um, altering the city? Is it because it's Toronto? Like, does Toronto inspire you as a city? Yeah, I mean, I grew up here. Like, I grew up in Etobicoke and all that. Um, I really do like it. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you can find inspiration in any city or any anywhere. But I mean, a city's so concentrated. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, a large part of it too is I, I kind of feel like, um, like as I said, you when I came in, I used to work around the corner here from here, a huge influence on me was working at this this place called cup of coffee animation where they, they did like stop motion animation stuff i worked there and i and it was the first time i had worked with a lot of young people um or like people my age i don't i like for the last the, for the six years prior to that i'd always worked with people who were in their 40s and 50s and and uh real bosses yeah they were like crotchety old people from hamilton and it was a real sort of like i you know doing working in the entertainment entertainment industry stuff it was more like crotchety working class people <laughs> yeah. and so when i when i started working on a cup of coffee it was like everyone was doing something in their spare time like everyone was like making short films or they were animators or they had some art project or and everyone was doing that kind of stuff everyone and, has a uh, nine to five and a five to nine yes exactly and it, and it really it really sort of motivated me to like start doing a five stuff. to nine yeah completely and is the appeal to like because you'd mentioned the zen garden you mentioned like doing the signs or whatever is it is the appeal kind of getting out of the gallery? I mean, the appeal is that there's, well, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not exactly true, but there's absolutely no structure to it. There's there's no there's no application. There's no waiting in line. There's there's there is there's quite a bit of like uh, kind of like, and I, I, mean, I would say there's no rules, but there's definitely rules. I mean, not really with what I do, but. In like graffiti culture, which is something completely like outside of w what I do, which I'm totally foreign to, uh, totally. Uh, there's there's always rules about stuff like that, about you know where what kind of things you can paint over and, and and shit like that. But I mean, I think that's why like the same thing. People who get into street art, or people who get into graffiti, is just because it's like it, it's pretty free, like it's pretty, it's pretty open. There's there's very little. It's, it's so immediate, and it's seemingly cheap. And it connects immediately in a way, right? Because like you said, with the, the street signs, people now start to notice them as they walk from work, from their home, all that kind of stuff. Whereas with art gallery stuff, you kind of got to go to the AGO. You have to physically go and then interact with it. Yeah. I mean, that that's nice that, that it, it catches. You don't go to see it like it sees you. I like the idea that, you know, you'll, you'll stumble upon this and, and not know. I think that's, that's another reason why I think people like this project so much is that uh, there's this like treasure hunt aspect to it that uh, is sort of um, 
you know, uh, propagated by, by the internet and by Instagram and stuff like that and hashtags that it's like a thing you can collect or, 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 or like a whole set know. or something. Yeah. Or a scavenger hunt or something. It's, it's yeah. Or like a trading card kind of, yeah. Like that kind of thing, you know, I don't know. Your Instagram actually got uh, what was it on the Rolling Stone list? Isn't of that funny? It yeah, did. I had, and list I have of best no 100. idea why, because it's not that great of a feed. <laughs> well, they, to be honest, they had to fill in a hundred, right? I so. think. I think what they did uh, is they. I don't. Okay, so they had a hundred, and I think they probably had a quota of like, okay, you know, we're gonna like put like Madonna and, and Kanye and like, like whoever. Like 20, yeah, 30 celebrities. Yeah, like the people who have like millions of followers, and I think they wanted to put in like you know like. 15 or 20 people who had like under 15,000 followers or under whatever amount to yeah. sort of, you know, like we have our finger on the pulse <laughs> of uh, up and coming. Yeah. Like, okay. He's got a lot of buzz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trust us. Yeah, We're yeah, Rolling boy. Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling Stone uh, fame here. Yeah. $250. Yeah. <laughs> do you hope to do anything with them? Like take them all? Like now that you have all the photos and stuff, do you, are you going to bundle into a book or anything like that? Or are you just going to uh, actually, um, there's this one guy, I can't remember his name. Um, but he, he's, he's like, his name is like deer hunter photography or something like that online. He found them all like without my help. Um, which is amazing. I, I think I he had collected to, the whole set. Yeah, exactly. He did it. Holy shit. I, I think I told him where like five or six of them were or something like that. But, uh, but so he's got these photographs. Like I photographed some of them with with like high res photos and everything. But uh, but this one guy's got all of them. I've thought about it. Maybe approaching him see if he wants to to uh, to do that. Have a gallery show or something like that. If someone's interested, I don't know. Could be cool. Let's move on from that. That's a cool project, though. I appreciate that because yeah, you're man. like functioning up the city. It is. It is. Yeah. It's it's interesting to have. Like I said, I only started doing stuff like four or five years ago, and. To be honest, it's like one of the few things I've actually done <laughs> as an artist, like that is considered like not like fine art, but but art for art's sake, not like a craft or or something that was built for someone or, or something. Yeah, like that. It's, and it's actually resonating with people. People like it. I see it all the time on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I mean that it, it's funny that it's like it's like my like my first sort or one of my first things, and it's like got so huge. At least you know a couple years ago when it kind of like exploded for that week or whatever. I was like, oh, shit, like, I'm so unprepared for this. Like, people are like, oh, Neighborhood Watch, like, yeah. what else you got? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you're in Rolling Stone. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> is funny. That is very funny. Do you consider yourself an artist then? Yeah, I mean, I do, but that's I, you know what, though? I, I don't know. Like, I do, but I straddle, like, a few worlds that are related to that. Yeah, I want to get to the puppetry. Yeah, sure, man. Let's talk puppets. Uh, yeah, puppets. How did you get into puppetry? Because that's a unique skill uh, set. Total fluke. Um, when I was like a kid, like when I was in high school, like uh, like fourteen or fifteen years old, and they offered uh, like the co-op program where you uh, you you know you go volunteer somewhere to get school credits instead of having yeah. to go to school. I would um, I did one at a place called uh, Famous People Players, which is was like it still is. I, I think it's a Toronto institution. Mm -hmm. um, it's this place they do um, uh, black like puppetry, and uh, the place is is like primarily employed by people with developmental disabilities of, of one sort or another. And um, I wanted to be like an actor. I had no idea what that actually meant. And you're 15 years old; it just seems like something that's whatever. Uh, so I went there to do to do performance, and it ended up not working with time scheduling or whatever. So I ended up building puppets for them. Um, 
And so, yeah, so like at, at 15 years old, uh, I was going down like from Etobicoke to, uh, to Liskar, to like, uh, like Queen West, where, when, you know, where the Drake is and all that stuff now. And it looked so fucking different. It's a whole world when you leave Etobicoke in the suburbs and then you go down. Well, that too, that too. But I mean, uh, like different, like that neighborhood, like yeah. where Liskar is now, looks completely different. Like the buildings demolished and all that stuff. Um, We don't keep a lot in the city. We no, can't. no. They had a really nice, uh, like a neon light facade and everything on the building too. It's too bad. But uh, yes, yeah, so anyways, sorry. Uh, so we started doing that. Then I started working in theater stuff. I went to theater school. And uh, like since 2004, I've been building, um, like I do like special effects. I'll do magic tricks and like a lot of mechanical stuff too. But for whatever reason, like I end up building a lot of puppets. Um Like the pro the place I mainly work at, they have the contract to do all the Lion King shows. Um, yeah, believe it or not, they're all made in uh, in Ontario. Um, and there's like six or seven shows um, around the world right now. Like it's like so, uh, the show got so huge. It's crazy. Like how yeah. just how much of my like working life I've spent working on that show is crazy. Uh, we recently built stuff for Cirque du Soleil. We built some stuff for Radio City Music Hall. It was cool. I got to spend a lot of time in New York a few years ago. So, and then, like, after this, you know, this whole thing blew up, I started building my own puppets out of cardboard and these big, like, hulking uh, 12-foot-tall... The Toronto know. Public Library, the one... Yeah, you're so, about so that, was, that was super cool. Um, through uh, through uh, Long Winter, which is, like... Um, I guess you would just call it like an art party, but it's it's an organization an organization in Toronto that throws like I think four or five parties a year in the winter months, and um, it's usually at the Great Hall, and they have bands and DJs and performances and performance art and all, all sorts of like disparate stuff. It's really cool, and uh, through them I got a small um, a small little amount of money to uh, to make this puppet for one they had last year, which was outdoors on like the coldest night of the year they decided to have well they, it turned out to be the coldest night of the year like an outdoor fair and so me and uh three of my now awesome friends and 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 uh reliable <laughs> reliable puppeteers i didn't know any of them before that yeah. it was great the cold bonds uh, yeah it really does um yeah we ended up wandering around for a few hours there um outside uh, like around that place around liskar actually um coincidentally And then that was cool. I mean, that it's always like one thing leads to another. It's it's really cool. So there, I met this dude called Tall Waste. This guy named Curtis Santiago, who's who's kind of getting pretty big right now. He's an artist. He makes these little ring box dioramas. Um, he came up to us. He really liked the puppet, and he asked us to perform at the AGO for their uh, what do you call it? Their um, the gala, f the massive fundraiser, which is like a yearly thing they do. It was pretty pretty uh, like pretty fancy. For, for like uh, more than I'm used to or whatever so like me and my goofball friends are like walking around with this big cardboard puppet and the cool thing is we actually got to go in the AGO too and we were like barely fit like I'm so happy we didn't knock any prices yeah. off it's the wall it's a big size like yeah yeah um, how tall is it exactly? it's, it's like 12 and a half feet tall or something and yeah. it takes three of us to operate it and one person to push people out of the way <laughs> um A guy's very important. Yeah, yeah. The forearm <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, and then after that, we, we performed with it at the library again. And, uh, yeah, so that puppet's actually gone through a lot of use. We, we took it to the um, 
the Blackout Parade, which is like a Blackout anniversary thing that, that goes on in Toronto every summer. The, you know, the big Blackout in yeah, yeah, 2003, 2004. It's been a while now. It's actually... The it has been a while. Man, that was the worst. The day that happened, I had just had my wisdom teeth taken out oh. the day before. So I was like, I was still living with my parents at the time. And uh, I remember I was like playing video games, Secret of Mana for uh, Super Nintendo. And why do I remember that? And um, the power goes out, and my mom opens the door to my room, and she's like, "What did you do?" Like assuming like <laughs> yeah. the, the power's gone out, yeah. like I fucked something up or whatever. Nintendo and, and strikes yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, then it turned out the power stayed off for for two days or three days, and so all my friends were like, "Oh, like like beer's really cheap because everyone's trying to yeah. you know liquidate it because it's all yeah. going bad or going more." <laughs> you gonna get all the ice cream and, out? And, and I'm sitting there at home like, "My face hurts. <laughs> I don't want to go out." That was oh, so shitty because I hear nothing but amazing stories about what yeah. that was like for people, and I was in so much pain. Well, maybe you can get a time machine and then go back, and then now you know. I ain't going back. Okay. Not in the time machine. I'm only going forward. Oh, yeah. It's gutsy. It's gutsy. Forward thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gutsy to go forward. But uh, how far ahead would you go? I would probably want to go while I'm still alive. Paradoxes and stuff aside, I would want to go go to see how I'm doing. Not too far, maybe, just to see how I'm doing. And this, also, this is that's a loaded question, Sammy. To say how how far would I go? It really depends. Can I go again, or is this a one once in a lifetime thing? And how long can I stay for? There's a lot of variables in this. Uh, I'll be mean about it. I'll give you a, a one time a one shot chance. One sh- yeah. Oh. So you can go. No. Oh man. Because that makes it harder too. That makes it really harder. Yeah. But if it's a one a one shot chance and you promise safe pass safe uh, return. Do I get to Fine, come Fine, I'll compromise on that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but you I'll, have OHIP. I will go uh, 150 years. Whoa. Are we still okay? What do you think? Are we still around? Some of us still live here on Earth, but most of us live on Mars. Okay. That's okay, think. well, that's that's um, think positive that, thinking. Yeah. I was thinking more it would be like Road Warrior kind of... Uh, I think the ones that are left behind here are Road oh, Warrior. Yeah, yeah. Elysium then, type stuff. Yeah, right? like it's just the dregs and the poor people kind of got left yes, behind. Yes, yes, yes. And then the Richies with their SpaceX and all that uh-huh. went to Mars. Yeah, and damn SpaceX. Yeah. <coughs> so we got left behind. Not yep, that you and I, because yep. I mean, you're in no, Rolling Stone I'm, and I'm I got back. the show. You promised me that I could come back. Yeah. I'm fine. Would you go into the future 150 years and leave a puppet and then come back? That'd leave, be pretty cool. Leave a puppet and then come back. I don't know, man. The the future of puppetry might be <laughs> <laughs> might be some like shit I don't even recognize. Yeah. It's so advanced Once and experimental. And yeah. It's like as soon as you show up, they plug you into the, the Oculus Rift headset. Oh, that'd be amazing. In the future, all puppets are digital. We probably do need a Elon Musk for puppetry. Somebody who's got like digital vision and just can kind of execute something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. There's some. That's I think something nice about publisher. Maybe why people like it is that it's it's sort of lo-fi. So yeah, sort of lo-fi. It stays the same. It's all. It's all. You know. Well, not. It's not all. But I mean, you know, there's something about that immediacy of of human powered objects that just I think people like. Or felt and googly eyes. Yeah. yeah oh, felt and googly eyes. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I, I I love I love the Muppets and I love felt and googly eyes, but um, I love. Uh, I love like I guess it, it steps into like kinetic, kinetic art stuff. Like I really like that kind of stuff. Um, like there's a guy, there's there's this Dutch guy named Theo Jansen, 
who makes these, or Jansen, uh, he makes these things called strand beasts. He uses like a geometrical configuration and a, and a cog with a, with a peg on it to make these huge PVC sort of like monsters that, that walk themselves. They're powered by, by the wind. It's so cool. And they walk themselves along these, these beaches. That's, that's cool. That's like inspiring to me. I love that kinetic stuff, stuff that moves and mechanical stuff and, and figuring that kind of stuff out. That definitely, that definitely keeps me in puppetry. Is that the goal, I guess, for 2016 to kind of start moving away from the lo-fi? Because you kind of celebrated a lot of the lo-fi. Oh, no, man. I'm lo-fi until I die. Um, I, I love doing I would like to. Oh, this is a cool thing coming up. Um, I'm going to be a maker in residence at uh, Steam Labs, which is it just opened up. It's a maker space in toronto it's on spadina um when does that start i think for me the my little residency there is going to start at the end of february the beginning of march and that is going to be focused on a militia of cardboard puppets um it's cool i'm trying to like get more into um like being able to mass produce them and, and getting into using cnc and laser cutter and stuff and have all these templates and things that are that are cad files or 3d drawn files that i can really churn these things out that's that's uh, that's hopefully uh summer uh summer you also have the uh the gallery coming up too the gallery show oh the galleria yeah galleria. oh yeah that's and, gonna be uh, at the end of the month january uh, january 30th yeah, that's um. What else you got on that piece of paper there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got some talking points. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, that's another long winter thing. Um, so through last year because we had so much fun last year. Um, because we had so much fun. Um, so we got in again this year, and uh, this is different. This is not a puppet. Um, but it's kind of appropriate. So the gallery, you know, the gallery of Ma? Um, so it's at Dufferin and Dupont. Um, like it's it's one of those old it's another like nostalgia thing. It's yeah. been there. I think it's been there since the sixties. I'm not too, I'm not too sure on that, but it just looks like really dated. Like it's an old old mall. But but people who love that mall like really love that mall. Yeah. I think people really want to hang on to that. And like I think everyone understands it's got this like massive parking lot that's underused and like it's you know you can't expect anything in like a city or like prime real estate development to not get fucking bulldozed. But yeah, you know I, I can totally understand like why why people like that mall and everything like it's still totally like the the dollarama the shoppers drug mart and uh, or the rexon whatever it is it's and got the, the, basic the freshco needs. yeah and oh shit there's this place latinic um latinic or latinese shoot um they have all these sweatpants and stuff and i got these awesome pair of sweatpants that fit me really well and they were super cheap um and there's also a guy in there that fixes watches like um like analog or sorry like like uh, mechanical watches i had no idea because he's in the back of like a dry cleaners or something it's it's like the the place besides those three things i mentioned the like the dollarama and, and the other two it's full of like mom and pop shops right and then some of them are empty and there's like a, a, a planet fitness or something but in the back of this uh dry cleaners there's a guy fixing watches like like no one does that anymore no one like a like mechanical watch yeah, fixing yeah. like it's such a oh no no it's like a, a, a dying trade I guess or, or whatever. But it's also related back to the old days when everybody had a guy. There was a guy for oh, like yeah. mechanical watches. There was a yeah. guy for you know what I mean. Like you didn't just go to dry cleaning chain. You went to you had a guy. Yeah, or or I mean, uh, sending your like I mean now I, I'm assuming if you had a, a watch you liked or a nice watch or, I mean I guess it's different if it was old but that you would send it back to a manufacturer and they would they would fix it or something like that yeah. but someone who just has that expertise to yeah and it, this was like similar in like 
back on wintertime at Liskar in like 1998 or, or like the late 90s, it was um, it was all like appliance repair stuff. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a whole different thing. But yeah, 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 it's it's yeah, yeah. Anyways, the gallery mall is pretty cool, but they're having a big party here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is, sorry, man. Yeah. I digress. And uh, we got a big. I, I'm making a big sculpture thing for it, which is going to fit into one of the archways, which is going to be super cool. I'm not sure about the lighting there. I, I hope they're able to turn all the lights off and stuff. And it, the acoustics is a kind of a, no one knows how that's going to sound either. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not meant to be a concert hall, but there's going to be bands and stuff. Um, so that's going to be really cool. I got a big sculpture. Hopefully, the lighting will look good. And there's an audio component to it too. Um, sort of, it's uh, fitting to the mall the mall environment and the sort of shopping mall and parking lot ecosystem and uh, and uh, all that stuff. Yeah, it should be pretty cool. It'll look good. With Fun party, too. With the Neighborhood Watch, obviously, you know it's working because it's, it's that nostalgia and people kind of resonate and they get the images right away when they see it. Yeah. How do you know it's something's working with puppetry? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, and it's probably not. Yeah. Um, How do you know it's like effective? I guess maybe effective is the best word. You know what I mean? It's like it's connecting. And well, I mean, like the best. You know what though? It's just about like when people come up to you. Like you know what? Actually, that's bullshit. The the puppetry thing. Like people love that fucking puppet. That big. Um, sorry. So it's it's supposed to be Cab Calloway. It originally was going to be a Cab Calloway puppet. That would have been a really fucking dumb idea. Um, but it ended up being like a Cab Calloway puppet that's a Prang Mantis. It's like a Prang Mantis Cab Calloway puppet. It's sort of like those old like rotoscope, uh, rotoscope? rotoscope cartoons and, and there's this one where Cab Calloway is a walrus and, um, and he does Minnie the Moocher, I think. Um, so it's sort of inspired by this and, and all these old things uh, or all, these old, uh, all, all this old footage of Cab Calloway like dancing and running around. And I really wanted to make a puppet based on that. So we made that for long winter, and we were walking around outside, like uh, all up and down Dover Court and around and and across Queen, and so many people just stop and watch you, and just like come up to you and be like, "What are you guys doing? Like, what is this? This is amazing!" Or they whip out their phones or whatever. And is that it? That's what it is. When people whip out their phones, yeah, that's a sign of success. <laughs> that's a sign of success. Yeah. I have a friend of mine. A few years ago, he was working at TVO, and so he got me into the polka dot door, and so the puppets were all there. Oh yeah. But the problem is it was between takes, and so the puppets are just lying there, and they're just, like, dead, and Scary. they're just on the floor, and yeah. it's just there's no life. And growing up as a kid, when you see them all life or whatever, and just seeing them all dead like that, yes, I left the set quickly. Cause it's just <laughs> yeah, I don't want to experience <laughs> this. Yeah, it's ruining it's just, it for there's me. no, there's, like I said, there's no life. So. Yeah, um, I think a big thing, too, for me is, is um, was, uh, oh, shit, what was it called? Uh... The, the friendly giant, friendly, the friendly yeah, giant, yeah, right? Yeah. And he had, and he's like, and here's two chairs. Someone yeah, yeah. could couple, cuddle up on and get yeah. warm by the fire. And he had, um, he had a, a giraffe named Jeffrey, I think, I and think a so, yeah. chicken, and he had a little chicken thing that really blew my mind too. That show, the the they're playing with scale and the guy's head. And it's like, yeah, can you imagine like pitching a show with like lower overheads? It's like basically the show's in a shoebox, and I just f my head hovers over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Even today's special, too, is just kind of weird. It's like yeah. the mannequin comes alive, except when his hat comes off. Yes. Creepy stuff. Yeah, I know. Creepy and then stuff. the security guard was a puppet. Oh, man. I can put my arm back on. You can't. Like all those weird little uh, like uh, PSA things and yeah. uh, creepy stuff. Why were they so creepy, do you think? Like, 
Because it is kind of, there is a weird strangeness to all of that. Like they were taking drugs or like. Yeah. There's something like. I don't know if, it, <sighs> I, you know, if it's something about, about generational change or about parenting or about attitudes towards, um, you know, like keeping your kids safe or, or sheltered or, or I don't know. It's hard to say if, if that is actually different or if there's more or less violence, more or less sex. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's maybe it'll be the same thing for for every generation. They something was on TV that they think was weird. Yeah, I really have no idea. You're going in the future anyway, so you'll let yeah, us. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll come back. I'll yeah. tell you if there's PSAs in, in the in the Road Warrior State. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no no idea about that thing. What about on that thing? Do you remember? And if you don't, you should definitely look this up because it's the creepiest thing in the world. What do you got? It was this claymation short. Um, I guess they animated all these uh, Mark Twain stories. I don't know. These, what this oh, is. so there's all these Mark Twain short stories, and this one's called The Mysterious Stranger, and it's it's based on a, like a, a Mark Twain story. And these three kids go into I think a time machine or something. Uh, oddly enough, I think they go into a time machine, and they go and they end up talking to this like devil guy. Anyways, you gotta look at this video. It's the creepiest thing. It like involves uh, what like uh, uh, um, these three kids or these two kids like end up having a conversation with a, it's like a clay claymation thing. End up talking to Satan, but who's not actually Satan. It's it's more of like a, a philosophical sort of meditation on reality, I guess. So it's random. The weirdest thing. You gotta watch it because okay. it's creepy as shit, and you'll never. You'll be like, how did I not? How did I grow up? Okay. Is this was this one of the CBC TVO or was I don't it think so. I think this was an American. Thing. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm not Usually totally. Usually, when Satan shows up, that's the more of an. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who produced that. Yeah, but see. That's the weird thing. It's like, like you said, somebody went and pitched it. Somebody said, okay. Somebody yeah, wrote it. This is fine. <laughs> then adults went and directed it and produced it and budgeted it uh -huh. and then put it on. The, like, at no point in this whole chain. This, oh, dude, that kind of stuff happens. Well, that kind of stuff happens. I'm always f fucking floored by how things actually get made. Okay, like, someone posted this on Facebook. It was like this commercial that fucking Coca-Cola made in Mexico mm -hmm. or something. And, and, um, the premise of this commercial, it was like a Christmas, like, feel-good commercial for Coca-Cola. And these, this group of, like, youthful people go to, like, uh, like an indigenous, uh, like, I don't know if it's a reserve. Oh, yeah. or they're a, all, like, white young... Yes, and all these, like, white young people with yeah. smiles on their face having Western a good time. Kids. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, they, go, they go, they take, like, their pickup truck and, like, they build this big Christmas tree and, like, go share a Coca-Cola with, like, the indigenous community in Mexico. Yeah. And I'm like, it's fucking, it's really offensive. It's really stupid. And uh, that aside, you're like, how did this get made? Like, who's, yeah. who's you know? You like, think adults somewhere, are along the somewhere, way. Somewhere, like, through the fucking chain of command at Coca-Cola, someone would have been like, hey, this is a bad idea. Yeah. Anyways, people are dumb. But it's a place to say, yeah. All right. <laughs> Do you listen to a lot of music when you create your... I'm switching the gear. No, no, it. let's... We went sorry. from, like... Weird, creepy. Well, we, I just walked by a Coca-Cola thing. It turns out there's a... You see there's a Coca-Cola office right, right there? Right here, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to stick it to the man. Yeah. You can go in and once we wrap this up, you can go yell I'm at gonna them. I'm going to throw a brick through the yeah. window. Yeah. Hey, just what were you guys thinking? Yeah, yeah. Hey, ho. Yeah. I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to post about this on Facebook. Yeah. That's good, though, for an artist to have anger, though, right? It's you, part yeah. Of the, you no, gotta, sure. You have to be a... Push back against the society. ...person of extreme emo of emotions i guess or, or the emotional roller coaster yeah strap everybody in it, and it seems like it yeah. it seems like a lot of 
creative people I know are sort of like that, I guess. Uh, Some days are better than others? Yeah, sure. So do you listen to a lot of music when you are working or making your puppets or? Yeah, I can't not listen to music while I work. Um, I think like one of my favorite things to work to is uh, he's like a jazz guitar player named Bill Frizzell. Um, I really like that. He's got a lot of albums and he does, it's um, it's like, it's jazz, but it's not, it's like sort of more experimental. He uses a lot of loops and pedals and things like that. Um, Jazz is a broad term now. It's yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he's been making music, I think, since the late 80s or early 90s. But um, it's like jazzy blues kind of stuff. But um, yeah, what else am I listening to a lot these days? I don't know. I just got Spotify last week. I'm like a really late adopter of everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always You're still using the old VCR to like, record yeah, shows? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I just got Spotify. What am I? What, what am I getting? I, and I find myself getting all this old stuff that I listen to. I, I don't know. Um, so when I was a teenager, I listened to a lot of KMFDM, yeah. which was like industrial, like I guess like early industrial music. It was kind of cool. It was, it was really like dancey kind of element to it. Um, so I got a lot of that the other day, which is kind of kind of reliving my teenagehood, which is fun. That's very experimental too. Yeah, yeah, they it certainly is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when I was a teenager, like it was nothing but punk rock, I guess, and you know, the Misfits and the Clash were probably yeah. the biggest things I listened to. But is that, uh, I guess, where some of the do-it-yourself attitude kind of comes from, then? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I spent, I spent an, an inordinate amount of time as a teenager altering my own clothes, like putting patches on my clothes or, or, or whatever, sewing stuff or, or writing things on my clothes. Um, so I definitely always had this sort of like crafty kind of like making stuff or doing stuff yourself kind of thing. But I mean, it's it's also really, it's economical to, to live your life that way, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny you're talking about Spotify and like they have all the subway ads, especially around Queen Station. Oh, yeah. And the band that they're advertising is the Beatles now on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've heard of them. <laughs> we've gone all the way from like 2015 to 2016, <laughs> and it's like now you can get listen to Beatles online. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's how far music has gone. It's yeah. not like Timberlake or like Justin oh. Bieber or anything like that. It's just like listen to the Beatles. So the sad thing is I did also download Rubber Soul last week. There you go. See? <laughs> yeah. Does the music that you listen to kind of change what you actually make, or is it just kind of something in the background? Oh, yeah. I, like I will definitely, yeah, I, I mean, it won't change what I make, but I'll, I'll, I'll put on whatever, um, if I'm doing something that's, like, boring and repetitive, I'll put on something that's electronic and sort of, like, beat-oriented and faster, uh, like, yeah, BPM. Yeah. And, and um, you know, if, if it's something that's, like, slower and more sort of something I have to take my time with and something that has a little more detail in it, then I'll put on something slower and, and probably more, like, uh, acoustic or, or not not necessarily acoustic, but something that's, like, softer and slower. Um, but uh, I tend to listen to things without lyrics. Um, Brian Eno kind of ambient. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, Brian Eno's pretty cool. Um, Very cool, actually. Yeah. I had uh, it's funny. I uh, I had a bunch of Roxy Music uh, records too. It's I know it's not my favorite thing, but uh, was it, you know was in Roxy Music, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. That was thing? where he got to start. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and it was kind of like that borderline Brit pop, but also kind of not quite accessible to the mainstream. Some of it is just yes, weird. Yes, a little too weird. Um, yeah. What else we got here? I don't know. Um, 
I think this is the same thing as like the KMFDM sort of era. I was into a lot of White Zombie and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so you do match it to like the work that you're doing then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely it 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 gets into an intensity level sometimes with the music. But uh, yeah. That's great. So thank you for coming in. So we have the uh, the Maker Project. That's your the residency. Yeah. Uh, and that'll, like you said, be in February. And then hopefully sometime in the summertime, we'll begin to see new... Yeah, more Neighborhood Watch stuff this summer. Maker and Residence in February. Um, we got uh, the Gallery of Mall on the 30th. That's sold out. But if you can get in somehow, try to do that. There's a Scarborough hole in every fence. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And check out my website. www.dcmism.com. Check that out. And uh, yeah. The Instagram. Plug the Instagram because you got all the pretty pictures. Yeah, plug that. That's the same thing. DCMISM. Go there and uh, like my photos. All right. Thank you so much, Andrew, for coming in and just like hanging out and talking like 80s nostalgia and weird, creepy. Yeah, man. Shows and music. Thanks for the free beers, Sammy. Yeah, we class it up, eh? (laughs) We we talk about art and we like we talk about time traveling. Yeah, that's a pretty good day.